Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And this is a five-can crushing Tuesday down up here in the basement. So let's go ahead and get everybody up in this piece. Get started. We got some NCAA tournament basketball wub-wub to get to, man. And uh, sorry, Randy. That's right. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all you guys can do is blow Duke. I might as well just go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not all we're going to do, but I still love that sound bite, so we might as well have a little bit of fun with it, man. Why not? Let's do it. You know, quite frankly, Shannon, I think I'm going to go old school with an intro for you. We're going to go a little wild thing, man. Uh, we had some, okay. as, as you know what happens, man, there's always some wild games and some wild moments in the NCAA tournament, dude. You get big shots, big moments, crowd reacts, Twitter meltdowns, all the good stuff, dude. All the good stuff. So, uh, yeah. Brother, I gotta ask you, yeah, how are you doing? I mean, I know Sunday night you were probably close to a heart attack at that point. Bruh, we shouldn't joke around about that. Hey, but I, B- I know, <laughs> hey, but you're like Sheldon with the paper bag breathing into it, right? But you, but you know, you know what's great is we we joked around with everybody. So like, you know, E, who's an Iowa fan, had his paper bag shelled moment. Uh, yeah. You certainly did with Wofford when oh I can't, gosh, and I still yes. can't believe Fletcher McGee was what over twelve. Over yeah. twelve, bro. So they're hanging on against it, you know, against Wofford. That was nuts. Um, and Duke UCF was just bananas. The end of that game was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, that game was so crazy. Like, so I'm watching it, and you know, I watched the end of that thing, and I'm like, "Woo!" In the house, there's like, uh, uh, "You okay down there?" I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> I am now." <laughs> and uh, you know, I love you the game. Like Arnold, I know. Yes. Was, yes. And so Logan, because she was giving Logan a bath. And so Logan goes, you know, like, Daddy, can I watch the game with you? So I'm like, of course. So I rewound the game. And so I was like, well, Logan, who are you rooting for? And he's like, the team in black, Daddy. I was like, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's messed up. But the the last, I think think the last time he watched the Duke game, I want to say they were in the in their black uniforms. Maybe I was wrong about that, but uh, it doesn't really matter. But he he was was pulling for UCF, man. He didn't know. I was messed up, man. I think I think I think mommy's UVA love rubbed off on him, so he's picking against Duke in that game. That's okay. Trolling already. Yeah, tro- trolling the pops already. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that was a man. That was a wild one, dude. That that was a wild one. So that was definitely a hang on to your butts moment. But I had to watch the end of that game twice, and it was nearly. I mean, obviously watching it live, real time, it was incredible and um, you know, impossible as Emmett Smith might say. But, I mean, it was still wild to watch it the second time around uh, and just to see how the, everything unfolded at the end because that that's a game, and there's a lot of these, you know, where there's just moments there where the game could have completely gone a different direction. All it takes is one bucket to drop, uh, one turnover, one, one shot to not drop. Um, maybe in, you know, Duke UCF, uh, you know, had they gotten that alley-oop. I mean, you know what I mean? We talk about the last two shots they missed. But that when they were well, Mark, do you remember? Would that have put them up six? If yes. They had, yeah. Um, that whiffed alley oop that then got turned around. And I want to say it was Reddish that hit the three. But oh yeah, uh, that's a big swing in the moment of that game. You know what I'm saying? And that was huge. And I, I get UCF going for the proverbial knockout shot. You know, you know, I I totally understand it. But that missed shot is is brutal in that scenario. You know what I mean? Yes. So you have a lot of these games where a couple things go a little bit different. Man, you have a totally different outcome. But a lot of people talked about this, and we'll mention it too. 
you know, you go back over the years, you talk about virtually any team that advances that ends up winning these things. A lot of teams get a scare. You know what I'm yes. saying? Get a tough game. Um, so it's not uncommon. It's not unusual. And I, I, I would say it's a mistake to discredit UCF. You know what I mean? You have to give them a fair amount of credit for how, how they, how they really gutted up and played Duke tough. Um, they did a lot of things yes. right. Uh, and in the end, you know, I mean, Duke just found ways to finish them off, and they still had cracks at it at the very end. But you know what? Before we spend too much time talking about that, because obviously, I think we're we're gonna spend we need we're gonna re, we're gonna hang out in that, with that game for a couple of minutes. We might as well get Mark up in here so we can just all knob slob and let Randy uh, you know sleep in his Duke hole uh, this <laughs> evening. Uh, Mark, you ready, bro? Yes, sir. Of course you are, man. Got your supporting your Duke hat like a total boss, bro. All right. Ready to hit your cue, man. Yes, sir. Three, brew, and. Woo! Woo! Yes, sir. And you know what? A tip of the cap, real quick, because I, I think your Mets have a little contractual love that you were happy about. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, there was a lot of ugliness going on. Well, not I shouldn't say a lot of ugliness, but it was it was getting a little testy with some of the players and uh, some people questioning, you know, why in the world is you know last year Cy Young, you know, he's you know not likely gonna you know 100 percent be able to match or or do better than that. I don't know how there's not much way to do better than that, but he's he's their top pitcher. He's an absolute beast, and so yeah, Jacob Degrom getting the five year deals should make Mets very Mets fans and Mets themselves very very happy. Lock them up, get it done, man. Yes, sir. Lock them up, get, get it, it done. done. So, uh, I'd say drinks are on the ground, but really, drinks are on trout. <laughs> every, <laughs> every everybody's drinks are on trout. Yeah. Speaking of drinks, yeah. uh, salute o'clock before we uh, get into it. Uh, sure. You know what? I tell you what. I'll raise a glass. Uh, Mike Trout, twelve years, four hundred twenty-six and a half million. Initially reported as four thirty, but I loved it. Uh, SVP was talking to Trout. And so he's like, man, it was originally 430. I want to be sure you don't lose like $4 million. And Trout's like, I think I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed. I thought that was so so great. A hundred million more. $100 million larger than Bryce Harper's deal, dude. Good Lord. And, and don't forget, man, Trout's 20. He turned 26 last season, man. And, you know, his projections, obviously, we always have fun with these things. A, people got to stay healthy. That's always part of it. But his where he's at for his age, if you talk about, you know, a comparison with Barry Bonds uh, or a comparison with Pete Rose, you got power and, and you know, it just hits. Uh, Bonds at the same age had 142 home runs. Now, granted, that was pre-ped Bonds, I guess, before his head swole, you know got a couple sizes bigger. But Detroit has 240, Bonds has 142, same age. Huge difference. Huge difference. Uh, for Pete Rose, at Trout's age, Rose had 899 hits. Trout is 1,187. So, you know, again, it's just a, you can get lost in dialogue about what a great player he is, uh, and that's a monstrous contract, but that's really an investment. That's a, that's a team that's drafted him, uh, that's been there for him, that, that was there for him when he had some family issues going. You know what I'm saying? Like, And he's repaying them with, with some loyalty. Granted, $430 million should buy a lot of loyalty, I would think, <laughs> to be fair. But uh, certainly a, a tip of the cap to him. Uh, hopefully... In his prime, they can get a good team around him, and he can, you know, uh, bag a ring or two. That would be uh, pretty fantastic. But I am enjoying a stone 
IPA, which is one of my favorites. And then I also have a Captain and Coke. And I'm going to try to be uh, re reasonable. I'm trying to cut back a little bit on the uh, booze-aliciousness. So I'm hoping just for double clutching, one round of drinks to get through the podcast. And maybe that'll... Uh, I'm not saying it's like milk, it does a body good. I'm not saying I'm Colt McCoy going raw milk straight from the teat. I'm not doing that. But, <laughs> by the way, got a raw milk every day, man. I don't know I don't know how he's doing that. Nah. nah that, that's that's some gutsy stuff, dude. Bill O'Reilly, he can't do it. Yeah. Mm -mm. But uh, that's what I got, gentlemen. So, raising a glass. And Trout, uh, you, owe, you owe me for this one, bro. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Shannon, what you got, man? Dude, I'm going to raise up the Oscar Blues 1050 Imperial Stout. Solid choice. It is. It is is beautiful, as you know. Of course. Um, I'm going to raise a glass to Gronk, and we'll get into that later. Oh, but, God. Uh, Got know, to. Cheers on a great career, dude. Cheers on a great career. I'd, I'd love to see him squeeze a few more years out, but if his, if he's ready and his body's done, you know, even if he comes back, and I'm not saying he's going to come back, um, I could certainly see him. Maybe popping back one more time if if that team is good and they need him in their playoff, I could I could see it. But the same token, if you know he knows his body best and he's been through a lot, he's done enough. He's got three rings, if he's memory good. serves. He's good. In my opinion, he's a first bout Hall of Famer. Um, some you can argue some of that, but one of the most at his peak when he was healthy over his career, one of the mm. just one of the most valuable offensive weapons in the league size uh, you know not, i'm not saying he was necessarily speedy but he caught deep ball you know what i mean he did like anything and everything you could ask a tight uh -oh. end <laughs> yeah shannon you know what you're right i can't believe i did that you said balls but but you know what gronk wants to know hey where are the white women at <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got he's got priorities bro <laughs> He's got priorities, bro. I cannot fit one more thing inside of me. <laughs> Great ass! Okay. <laughs> Tell me how my ass tastes. Anyway. See, we'll have to bring back Gronk in the box at least once or something. I know. I was hoping to find... I was looking for that particular podcast, and I couldn't quite remember when it was. Uh, and I, I couldn't find it because I wanted to dig that up and actually you know, do a little rewind on the Gronk in the box segment, uh, which was fun. And obviously, the Gronk in the box was a spoof of dick in a box uh and we had a good time with that and that i wonder if that was the same episode with the free fallen buffalo bills fan out of the um upper deck I'm not 100 percent sure but either way we'll find we'll dig that up sometime and have a little fun with that uh just for good measure but yeah no raising glass to grunt man totally appropriate we'll revisit that uh we'll revisit that in a moment uh mark what are you uh what are you enjoying this fine evening sir yeah. Well, uh, I'll raise a glass to uh, my my March Madness betting going you know fifteen and five plus sixty units always you know six hundred bucks uh, keeping that steam rolling. Uh, we'll slow down a little bit in later rounds because it gets a little tighter, but I can guarantee I'm going to be genuinely big on Auburn against Carolina, both the spread and money line. Uh, it was my my bracket pick to start with and it stays true I, that team is scary good so uh anyway we yeah. talk about them a little more later but uh i'm just keeping it kind of light tonight with a little angry orchard uh, crisp apple not a bad way to go shannon i can't believe that mark said it slowed down in the later rounds and it gets a little tighter and you had <laughs> nothing you had nothing for that 
Un- That's what she said. Un- unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Oh Sorry, my god. Bro. Nah, it's okay, man. It's okay, man. Hey, look, you know, sometimes you gotta, you know, grab life by the balls, right? You said balls. I, mean, I, look, I dude. look. I you got you look, at some point over the course of the evening, I know you're gonna step your game up and make me play random sound bites, so it's okay. You're just saving up yeah. for you're just saving up for later. I get it. Look, I'll I'll shake it off. It's okay. <laughs> See? See? Already. He's like, nah, I'm gonna make this up to you. I'm gonna make this up you. to you. I got you, man. I, I got know, you. I know you do. I know you do. I know you do. I'll, I will bring up the shenanigans. I, I have 100% faith in you on that one, though. Do you ever, and I mean ever, think I will ever let these go? No. It's too, it, you, know, you can't be dropping back-to-backs this early. Back-to-back, baby. Back-to-back back. bombs. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, baseball season is right around the corner. That's so true. back-to-back bombs are coming up. It's like a bad night in... Bad Mexican dinner, man. That's how you follow that up. <laughs> yeah, gonna let it go, all right. <laughs> let it go with back-to-back bombs, bro. Woof, look out. <laughs> oh, man. All right, uh, uh, let's circle back, since we since we kind of let out of the gate with it, let's circle back real quick to the Duke-UCF game. Number one, um, certainly was disappointed for the uh, UCF-VCU game, uh, but I swear to God, it feels like VCU, when it really needed to, couldn't hit the bras out of a barn. Obviously, they struggled with Taco Fall. Yeah, terrible. Uh, they, they they couldn't hit the potholes on Broad Street. Is that what you're telling me? That's a bad they, day. I mean, they couldn't hit nothing. They couldn't hit Broad Street. They couldn't hit the potholes on Broad Street. <laughs> they couldn't hit the buses on Broad Street. Well, you know, look, they shot 31%, including six from 26 from behind the three-point line. I mean, it, it, that's a tough way. That's a tough way to go. Uh, you know, could, up, I mean, for, for for me, I, I just think it's a, a clear case of. I mean, we we certainly we we know yeah. Duke, and UNC, and and right. Uh, it seems like that very well. Like they can survive, you know, coming back from big deficits. VCU is not set up that way. They they, they don't have the, the scoring prowess that's you know. When no. they, I, I can't remember what was it a nineteen zero run that, that UCF went on or something like that in the first. Oh, half. It, was, it was brutal. It, it was, was it was just horrendous when VCU is done like that. Uh, yeah, it was the end of the first half into the second half. Like right. the, it, it went from half to half, and it, I mean, it was it was one of the it was one of the worst shooting performances in recent memory I can remember VCU doing, and it was bad. That was bad. That's tough. It was pain, pain, painful to watch. I was proud of me. I think they they got it within seven at one point in the second half. I think that was the closest they got. Um, their, their defense, you know, certainly finally stepped up a bit. I mean, that's, that's certainly supposed to be their calling card, but they're just not designed. Their, their, their team is not designed to come back from big deficits. They just don't have the playing style or the scores for that. Nah, he, uh, um, our guy needs to get some, get some scores in there. Although, um, Javante just, he couldn't hit, he couldn't hit the bras out of a barn. So when your best shooter is having an off night, yeah. it's, it's not a good it's thing. It's tough. I mean, you know, again, I think we have, you have to give UCF credit and, they, I mean, they're just a, a a friendly rolled away from having an upset and being the Cinderella of the Sweet Sixteen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they almost well got coached. that. And, and they, Dawkins is yes. a really good coach. Well, they have you know senior guards. They, they they had guys that could shoot. They obviously had a huge presence in the middle with with Taco Fall, seven six, seven seven, whatever the hell he actually is. The guy's huge. I mean, that's like the cone of. 
you know, not the cone of shame. I don't know what you make that the cone of, but you know what I mean? I mean, it's like the Bermuda Triangle. I mean, he, he you know what I mean? That guy was just gigantic. And he looked huge against Duke. I mean, he made Zion look, relatively speaking, he made some big guys look kind of small. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a that's a monstrous dude. So, um, and I'm, I'm I'm sort of disappointed that, you know, Zion didn't really get a good dunk on the dude's face. But we joked around. Well, a lot of people joked around about that. But, you know, in the end, Zion got him. He did. He got him. He drove in there, got that fifth foul, got him the hell out of there. Got him the hell out of there. But, you know, again, I think we have to give UCF credit. Um, you know, again, that's a team. Every year there's a couple of teams that, you know, outplay their seed, that outplay their ranking, that outplay their expectation, that, um, you know, are just better than people realize. And I think UCF was one of those teams. Um, and they just, it took a, a, a hell of a finish and a little bit of luck for Duke to get past them, you know, but so, so they deserve some credit and, so, and absolutely you're right. Uh, Dawkins does, you know what I didn't know? Uh, it was, on, I think it, it was PTI if I remember correctly. And so Wilbon was talking about how early on in coach K's career, they, you know, Duke, some of the, some of the heavy hitters at Duke, they wanted to get coach K out of there. Can you imagine that? That that this is a team you're talking Johnny Dawkins, Jay Billis, Tommy Amaker. I mean that that's the team that really launched what Coach K is as we know him, in right. you know at Duke and as part of Duke. Um, and it, it's so crazy to think about that from t- from our perspective today. Can you imagine him running Coach K out of there? I just, that's it, why you got to have patience. Well, if yeah, you're an AD. <laughs> and they did, and they, they gave him an extension, and then they went through. But one of the things they said is that these guys, Billis and Dawkins and Amaker and Allery, uh, they're all like Coach K's sons. And so, you know, part of the point was they don't – like, Coach K doesn't schedule games against his former assistants. You know, right. and it's, it's one of those things, if they happen – if they meet in the tournament, they meet in the tournament. You can't do anything about that. But it's not like he seeks those games out, and you know they made, they really stress the point about just how important those relationships were with those guys, and I think you saw that at the end with Coach K going over consoling some of the UCF players, um, and you know you know that was a bitter loss. You know that was a bitter loss for them. I, I will say this as a Kentucky fan who watched the game in '92, it reminded me so much after the end of that game when. Mm. You know, those players just, I hate, this is a bad word, but died after that shot, you know, and they were just grieve, you know, grieving and Coach K, you know, for what everybody, you know, if people, haters hate on him, he do. came over, consoled those players, uh-huh. you know, he knew it. I mean, everybody knew it at the end of that game. That shot was one in a million and, and, <laughs> You saw the one player whose head just literally fell on his shoulder, just crying. And yeah. you know, Coach K's right now. He's the godfather. He he truly is the godfather. He's the god coach of of uh, the NCAA um, college basketball, and he has he's earned a lot of respect. But people want to beat. They want to knock you down. Of course they do. And and, and UCF those guys look. They emptied the chamber. Like we talked about Kobe mm-hmm. on his last game. He emptied the chamber. UCF emptied the chamber and literally came within just had the ball just rolled 
left what a quarter of an inch it's in no, there if that yeah i mean come i mean it's a brutal it's a brutal way to lose like i've won a game like that where the yeah. ball went <laughs> the same way it did for duke and i was like yes and the <laughs> players were like other players were like no mm-hmm. so i mean i get it dude but it, it the end of that game him consoling those guys it 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 really made me relive 92 Duke, Kentucky, yeah. because he did that for those players. Uh, Kaywood Lefford, who was his last game calling for the Cats after 40 years being on the call. Uh, he came over and said some kind words. Uh, it's just, you know in the moment that it was a really good game. Yeah. That that was one of the most dramatic, for sure, of the opening rounds i mean that that was an incredible i, I, th- I think oh some people there's always a couple of games that when you watch a lot of the tournament and you watch a lot of the tournament games there's always a few that out of every tournament that you remember regardless of round that you just remember <clears throat> and i think that's going to be one of those games that years down the road you'll think about that you know what i'm saying because it had drama it had shots it had moments it had clutch it had an incredible finish um, regardless of whether you like the outcome or not, that was an incredible finish. That was that was just an insanely compelling end to a game. It, it reminded me of '95 UCLA, where Tyus Edney went coast to coast and got mm-hmm. the last layup to actually go in, and just, like UCLA just, survives and Duke survives the roll off. Yeah, it's a shame you know, Tyus he, didn't go ahead and kick that out for a three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh my god! <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. But but I mean, you're right. There's there's just there's dramatic moments, and so there are certain players and certain plays and certain things you remember. And I think this is. I'm biased. I'm a Duke fan. Everybody knows that. Uh, but I think this that game that ending uh, is one that will. That, that's like a that's a tournament definer. There's a, there's only a few of those, and there's yes. always a few of them. Obviously, some of that's going to be contingent on how far Duke goes the rest of the way, but that one of the best of the opening rounds. Absolutely. Absolutely. I did want to play this clip with, um, Dawkins in the locker room. Hopefully the audio is pretty good. It sounded uh, decent earlier. So hopefully it, it, uh, you guys can hear it pretty well. Uh, but this is, uh, this is coach Dawkins talking to his team, uh, after the loss. We got a lot of good memories, man. A lot of good memories. We've accomplished a lot of amazing things this year. And I know that doesn't, you know, do anything for us right now. At some point in time, it will. And so again, I know this is going to hurt. It's going to hurt for a while. I've been in it before, and the same thing. But we're proud of you guys. We're proud of the effort and the energy that you gave us all year long. Chad, what are we going to say, man? Hey, family on three, family on three. One, two, three, family. <laughs> I mean, these guys are all. I mean, they're just all in That's... tears, man. There's all in tears. Super emotional. And and it's totally understandable, man. Totally understandable. You know. I mean, you you've been working every day since September. Yep. On that moment. And yep. quarter of an inch if that, if it goes one way or the other. <clears throat> I mean, that's it's that they talk about football being a game of inches. I mean, basketball, same thing, man. The same thing. I, I know it's brutal. I it's it's tough. It's tough. It's brutal, but it's sports. That's why we watch. 
that's why that's why we play the game or it's why they play the game you know to have that opportunity yep. for that moment you know yep. and you know hats off to UCF hats off to Duke as well I mean Duke we all expected them to win not that way necessarily <laughs> not necessarily that way no but um no. you know <laughs> the courage that Zion had on uh, on that last drive to go spin and over Taco and then RJ to get the offensive rebound. Yes, some people will say, oh, they each fouled. Well, referees got to blow the whistle. You know, if the referee ain't going to blow the whistle, then you do what you got to do to to win the but game. But you also just don't want them blowing whistles, you know, just to blow whistles. You know what I mean? I mean, you don't want to blow Duke just to blow Duke, right, no, Randy? Just, just ask Randy about that. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> I know. That's okay. I mean, you called me out early in the podcast, so now you know you're going to get like every freaking sound bite I can think of. Duke, I might as well just go to bed. Blow Duke, I might blow Duke, I might as well just go to bed. Oh man, Mark. All right, all right. So yeah, you know, some people did kind of bitch a little bit about some of the end sequences. Uh, you know, I, I'm more of the mindset that I'm glad they didn't over officiate the end. Yeah, I mean, and you can always critique, you know what I mean, some of the officiating. Um, but we saw a couple of times, uh, two of the easy ones that we mentioned before were, you know, kind of ticky-tacky three-point shot blocks. Tennessee, you know, they had one in the Tennessee game. They had one in, in this game. And I, I'd hate to see the ending of a game come down to over-officiating. So I'm glad that they didn't over-officiate this. So, again, you know, you and I have a little bit of bias here, but what's kind of your takeaway from the end sequences and, and the way that game finished? You tell me, man. Yeah. What? No, I mean, yeah, I, I honestly think if, even if I take off the, the, the Duke goggles, I I have no issue with the way that that game was refed. And I, I even said you know, earlier that you know, I feel like in general, I mean, I've been watching a whole lot of, of March Madness, and, and I – I feel pretty good about what I've seen with refing. It seems like they're being more passive. They're they're letting them play, and that's that's what I would almost always you know fight for in any sport. You know, call the egregious stuff, call the stuff you have to call, but don't be ticky tack. Let them play. Let them you know work it out on the court or on the field or whatever it is. And uh, I feel like they're mostly letting them do this. You know, th- these guys are so big and so athletic these days. They could certainly call a lot more ticky tack stuff, and, and and it still happens at times. Um, but I think they're doing a much better job of letting them play, and that's yeah. that's definitely what I saw at the end of the Duke game. So um, I I don't think that anybody should have a fair argument. You know, that there was anything egregious at the end of that game. Other than maybe that ball rolling and balancing on a rim and then going out of there, (laughs) (laughs) which is still, which is still incredible, which is still incredible. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, that that's when you're looking at that and like, how does that not go in? Uh, That was terrifying. So, but uh, you know, I, I still, uh, you know, one of the things that still really stands out to me is just that whiffed, that miss in the alley-oop, man. I mean, that, that was their put it away moment. Yeah, that that was their that 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 was their put it away moment, and I'm not saying he should have just done a layup. I mean, you know, I I get I get why, <laughs> you know, I get it, but that that miss 
that then that turned, was huge. Just a that, five point swing. Yeah, that then you know Reddish goes and, and bangs bangs through that three, dude. I mean that was monstrous. That's what she said. Yeah, and that's just you know as, as we get through the tournament, however it plays out, whether it's UNC or Kentucky or you know Auburn or Michigan State, those kind of plays where. It, it, it's an almost or it's this close or you know what I mean where somebody steps up it's a defensive play it's a play that doesn't work out it's the turn and that was a turn in that moment that Duke I don't think Duke wins that game if they get that if they finish that shot maybe they do you never know but I mean it certainly set the stage for what the end of that game was and it was incredible just incredible so I guess <laughs> obviously we, we don't get want to get crazy bogged down. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, a lot of games, a lot of different things. Um, so I think it's really relevant to talk about some of our favorite moments, maybe some things we didn't like, um, and set the stage for the Sweet 16, uh, and and bounce around with a couple of things. Um, I do want to give a tip of the cap. Obviously, uh, you know I think there's always players that really stand out in the tournament, and I know, for example, John Morant. I know Murray State is done at this point, uh, but what he did in, in two games is really incredible. Although clearly FSU did a magnificent job defending Murray State and, and just totally <laughs> swarming people <laughs> in that game to get Murray State out of there, and they they kind of ran him off the court, but they did a masterful job. But John Morant, I think the legend of John Morant is is sealed. What a magnificent watch, particularly against Marquette. Loved that. Um, obviously, mm. Zion. That behind the back. Uh, I was over your house watching this, Shannon. Before, I, t- I took a nap in one game. I forget which one it was. Um, <laughs> I had a long day. And I totally I, I got comfortable in that rocking chair over your house, dude. Dude, man. I was drinking, that, like, I was drinking that double just, I, Oh, was, was it the VCU game? Yeah, it was it the was VCU the game. VCU well, game. I was asleep. Man, just, it was a snooze. Bro, so. just like their offense, man. I was asleep. <laughs> Um, I was napping during that game, so it's okay. It was that double IPA that you served me up, bro. It got me. Dude, I hooked up with some stone double IPA. It was good. It was good, but I totally napped in that rocking chair, man. Um, But but anyway, enjoyed it. I did. But that one play, and it was uh, Zion deflected a pass, right? And then he snatched that ball up, and he's just hauling ass down the court. And he he does this weird behind the back move. It looks like he's he's gonna wipe out. Like he almost looks like he's gonna fall down. He does a behind the back move, almost falls down, grabs it, still lays the damn thing up. And in. I mean, just ridiculous. And uh Barrett and Zion became the first freshman teammates to score twenty five plus points in the same NCAA tournament game. So filthy. But but filthy. you're forgetting the highlight of the night. Which one was that? And and this is gonna sound bad, but where where the GPA kid tries to come off the bench and oh, throw a yeah. one handed jam. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and if, he if, totally if, doinks it. Yeah, that was terrible. Your GPA kid. Yeah, yeah. He he uh he blew that one. That's too bad, man. <laughs> That's his tournament, it man. It was funny. That's his tournament, bro. That's his tournament, man. He totally. Although, didn't he get like a bucket later on in the game? He did. They got him. Yeah. One. They, but, they they made sure to get him one. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was funny though. It it made me. It made us. No, both, it, it, it was, actually made all three of us laugh. Yeah. Amber was watching the game it was, at that point. It was so. hilarious. It was hilarious. So, um, I can certainly go on about some of my favorite moments and some of my favorite things, but. Um, I guess realistically, Shannon, um, Kentucky fan, obviously got the PJ Washington situation, and Kentucky survives the the opening weekend at least without him. Um, I don't know. Uh, 
I, I don't I don't know that that's going to hold form uh, <laughs> if they don't get him back for uh, the Sweet 16 and on. But yeah, impressions from Kentucky through the first two games. And uh, side note, I'm still blown away um, that Fletcher McGee, who had 158 threes this season, most in D1, that dude can't buy a three versus Kentucky. He has the most three-point attempts without a make in NCAA tournament history. The, the like, career three-point leader <laughs> has the most three-point attempts without a make in a single game. 0 for 12. Painful. I mean, how I does mean, that happen? Well, how many voodoo dolls did somebody stick up? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> to get that to happen. It was just incredible. Someone in just Kentucky incredible. sold their soul <laughs> to make that happen. <laughs> A lot of people may have sold their souls that day to make that happen. Just but, un- unbelievable. And Wofford um, still gave him a game. I mean, it was 62-56. But. Yeah, we, I, I told you guys earlier in the podcast, if Pete, Pete, he had the cast taken off today. Okay, so I thought it was the in a cast boot. is off. Whatever, it's taken off today. Come on, man. Uh, what a, look, something was taking off. I'm hoping homeboy can take off. To Kansas City and play Friday night. All right, because uh, uh, Houston is no joke. No, Houston. Obviously, good. Auburn and UNC are no joke as well. So uh, we need you, PJ. But I understand health is most important. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I give the kids. I give the, you know, Abilene Christian it wasn't really much of a challenge for Kentucky opening round 15 seed their first time in the tournament. But Wofford, dude, I, best highlight coach ripping his pants. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, ripping the pants and like, I don't know what he was doing. Just like th- throwing his butt right in front of the camera to show him that he ripped his pants. That was pretty funny. Um, I don't know what the commercial <laughs> he shipped his pants, but Kmart style shipped hey my now. pants. Yep. But, uh, you know, that that was probably the single best offensive game Kentucky's played all season. Mm-hmm. I, I I really believe that. They they really locked in. They were all over the floor, garden. I, the, the fact that McGee went over 12 I, it is a bit of luck. I mean, because he had a couple open shots that he just, you know, a little too much here or there, but making him run screens all day long and him having to contort his body. I mean, that guy's probably never missed 12 shots in a game in his life. No. I mean, he's gone 0 for 9, I think, or 0 for 10 once, but never 0 for 12. Well, 0 for 10 is a tough one, too. Uh, I guess Big Shot Bob's legacy is safe. Uh, Yeah, Big Shot Bob's good to go. (laughs) But, I mean, even if he hits 2 out of 12, it's an overtime game. So... Well, the conceivably, fact- I mean, it, it it obviously tightens up a little bit, and then you don't quite know how that plays out. But I mean, they could have really desperately used a bucket or two out of him, or three. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he he got a couple of deuces in there, but I mean, I mean, Kentucky was lucky. I mean, we're we were very fortunate to, to um, survive opening weekend hey, without hey, PJ Washington. Hey. Uh, what's the expression? Survive. In advance. There you go. Same as Duke. Same as Duke. You know, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's fate that our teams will meet again, but. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Side note, uh, Coach Cal ties Adolph Rupp for the most NCAA tournament wins at Kentucky with 30. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. Which surprised, when I saw that, it surprised me. 
But surprised me too. Hey, I thought Patino would have that record. That's legit. That's legit. But yeah, anywho, uh, so kind of cool. But um, I, I guess if hey. it stayed at ninety-eight, he would have had that record because they won yeah six probably. more games that year. But probably whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, especially after Wofford at the end of that Seton Hall game, man, where they were just raining threes down. <laughs> Versus was Seton Hall, dude. Seventeen nil to end the game. I think I so. Mean, like, uh, what is like uh, uh, Hoover? Hoover and McGee were just raining threes, man. It was just ridiculous. Just I mean, ridiculous. it's like the mountain at the end of the uh, <laughs> combat by trial. Yeah, trial by <laughs> combat. Trial by combat. combat. By trial. Oh my god! What are you drinking? The ten fifty? Yeah, yeah, dude, that ten fifty is beast. It's working, you bro. <laughs> it's uh. <laughs> It's the percentage. Hey, it's at least here. eleven. You want here? I got here. I'll, I'll, I wrote a note that has a reference just for you in it. Okay, ten and a half. Sorry. But yeah, that that ten fifty is kind of strong. So uh, for Maryland, who I joked around early, you know, when we recorded the other week, I was like, man, I want Maryland to get their ass kicked and get out of here. Uh, I'm, I I I don't even hot it, man. I don't like the, I don't like the Terps, dude. I just don't. So Maryland Belmont close game. You know, Terps close out with authority. And so in my notes, I was like. Thank you, LSU, for the next game, obviously, Maryland-LSU. I was like, thank you, LSU, for sticking Maryland with a heartbreaker last-second loss in the second round. You've done your job, and now your watch has ended. Because I don't care what happens to LSU going forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, they can totally get knocked out. They did the only thing I needed them to do, <laughs> and that's take out Maryland. Well played, sir. Well played. That's it. So, uh, you know, hopefully, I don't know. Who are, they, who are they playing next, man? LSU. Oh, Michigan State. Yeah. Well, their watch may actually end. <laughs> that's, a dis- that's a distinct possibility. Maybe. But uh, I, 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 I tell you what, favorite, What what's your favorite from the first couple of, you know, opening rounds? What's your, what's your favorite moment? Mark, you think about yours. We'll get to you next. Gosh, favorite moment. Yeah, favorite moment, least favorite I don't know. Looking at my list here, I would say, you know, let, let's give UVA a little bit of love here. They were down double digits early on to another 16 seed and came back to win that game by 15 points. I mean, after what happened last year, everybody just crapping on them, dissing them. And then to start out the game the way they did, to be down 40-28 and then to knuckle up and win that game by 15. Let, let's let's give a little love to your girl to your wife's Cavaliers. I know. You know. Well, if you don't count the first half of that game, they've been fantastic. They have. So they clearly this is where you blew your wad a little early, Shannon, because what you really needed was to drop, you know, for UVA having to shake off the UMBC deal. <laughs> it took him a half against, uh, you know, it, it took him a half, brother. It took him a half, man. Hey, they were able against, to break free. Against Gardner-Webb. It took him a half against Gardner-Webb to break free. There you go. Yeah. That's right. It took, a, it, t- it took him a half, man. But you know what? what? They, went ahead, they went ahead and banged that bad boy out. <laughs> Telling you. Oh man, um, I will say when I was watching it, and I think virtually anybody, you know, that pays attention to this stuff or certainly lived through and, and remembered that stuff with UMBC last year, 
Um, you had to go, ooh, whoa, what's going on? I mean, Gardner-Webb was up 36-30 at the half. That was the fourth largest, tied for the fourth largest halftime lead by a 16 over a one ever. They, um, at one point, led by 14, okay? So UVA trailed by 14, rallied to win 71-56. to That 14-point deficit matched the largest of the entire season for UVA, okay? Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. But once they got their act together, they rolled. And I don't know if you got the chance to watch um, the second game, but, uh, bro, they had some real, real smooth moves against Oklahoma. They had a couple moments in that game that were just like, oh, that that was just pretty. You know, <laughs> you could you could – you know what I'm saying? There were a couple of, like, just filthy transition passes. and I mean, it was some nice stuff. So um, – Kudos to them, and I would like to believe that now that they got that, they got the UMBC monkey off their back, then they got another game under their belt. Um, Oregon's been a nice story, for sure, for absolute sure. So was UC Irvine, by the way, the, the Anteaters. You could love that, love that uh, mascot. But I, I hope, I hope Virginia has more in them. But I'm just glad they didn't have an opening weekend meltdown. Because I don't know how you'd ever get that off of you. Uh, I think, oh, oh uh, uh, <laughs> Lindy said it would get relegated. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> we'll relegate you to the NIT if you lose in the first round again. That was, that was great. I like that. Actually, I really like that suggestion. <laughs> I have found a Gronk in the box. You found a Gronk in the box. I found the podcast. Let me uh, see oh, if I God. can send that to you. Yeah, just message it to me. <clears throat> maybe, maybe I did, did a timestamp in that one for when the Gronk in the box was for lucky. I may have. Because back in the day, I used to timestamp all kinds of stuff in it. I don't do that. Sometimes. Brother, it's so detailed. It's it's cracking <clears throat> me up. Yeah, I get a little carried away with the descriptions. But you know, it's, right. it does make it easy when you go back to look at stuff. Well, it does. You, you know, it's I, I was looking through all these just to see if I could. Uh... <laughs> so, all right. Well, while you're doing that, go ahead and send that link to me. Uh, okay. Mark, for you, um, at, you know, favorite moments, you know, least favorite moments. I don't know. Things that kind of stand out to you. Uh, good, the good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> sure, sure. So I, I got a couple. More um, so games, really, I would say uh, got a lot of hype. Uh, from a lot of people, but that opening day game between uh, Marquette and Murray State. Now, mm-hmm. the competition-wise, Marquette got just destroyed. They they weren't competition, but getting to see Morant, uh, I mean, triple-double. I mean, I, I know the stats backed it up, how rare that is in college. Uh, one of you two might have that number of how many other the times it's happened. but Ninth time in NCAA tournament history. In the yeah, first since 2012. Do you know who had yeah. the last one? Uh, I do not. I will tell you he's a Golden State Warrior. Steph? Nope. Clay? Nope. Oh, Draymond. Draymond. Draymond oh, Green in 2012. Yeah. The last yeah. person to have a triple-double. Wow. How about that? So some fun facts with the triple-doubles. And Mark, you're right. I have I have statistical fun for you. 
Okay. Yeah, it happens, man. It happens. So thanks for ESPN or whoever did the legwork, and I just stole this information from you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's what happens when you get to watch a lot of shows, man. You just compile, you aggregate, you compile information. Uh, all kidding aside, uh, triple doubles by players drafted in the top ten. Okay, so there's some there's some extra little qualifiers on this one. Okay, Shaq with LSU in 1992. All right. Andre Miller, but that's a name, with Utah in 1998. Oh, yeah. Dwayne Wade with Marquette in 2002. And, Shannon, you probably remember that game. Yeah, because he kept, got us in the Elite Eight. Yeah, eliminated number one seed, Kentucky. Yep. Yeah. So, there, I mean, there, uh, think about... Woo! Think about... Yeah, woo! Think about... Hey, 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 it, that's actually funny. I was actually in Seattle that weekend, Seattle, Washington, for WrestleMania. You went to Wrestle? That's awesome. <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. So random, but I yeah. <laughs> Rando. But, I mean, that, that's some hellified company. And I, I certainly would expect John Morant to go in the top ten. You know, whether he's two, three, or one. I think that what you're going to see going forward is, is the obligatory John Morant or Zion Williamson debate about who drafted the one hole. Uh, Zion. I mean, I, I'm hard pressed to imagine somebody's not going to take Zion because he, he he's so gifted and he's so marketable. Um, I think he just has superstar written all over him. But you can certainly see just the tease of upside of what John Moran. I mean that that guy that guy is gifted. By the way, I, I do want to get some props to uh, John Morant uh-huh. a- after the you know the Florida State laid it on him. He did come back out and uh, sign some shoes and to give them away to a kid in the stands, which I thought was really cool. That is. Yeah, you know, I already being a pro about it, but I thought that was really cool that he did that. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a good, good head on our shoulders. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, watching Bert Morant in that first round, um, just, just incredible. And, and, and sort of the second round, too. The second round, they got exposed. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, it's mostly a one team band there. Uh, not not entirely, and they they they. I mean, they stuck it to Marquette, who certainly is no slouch. But uh, but yeah, Florida State obviously exposed him pretty bad. But um, the second game I'd, I'd highlight. Uh, yeah, my yeah, my wife has a lot of uh legacy ties oh. to to Iowa, like Espy. So you know, we were glued in that game, and just such a crazy game. Uh, couldn't have much more of a horrendous first half against Tennessee in the second round. Mm-hmm. That pace, I mean, and Iowa likes to play fast pace, but I mean, I don't, I don't know anybody who can really play easily through 40 minutes with that Tennessee pace. They're just flying, and I mean, they just could not miss in the first half. Um, and uh, Iowa, you know, once again, kind of like VCU, just couldn't seem like they could find a bucket from anywhere. And then they storm back in the second half, just turn everything around, and force it overtime. Uh, but just can't can't quite get it done in overtime. But that that was a I forget what was what was the deficit in that game? 21? 21 at halftime, but twenty five was the peak, peak deficit. Oh wow! So I mean, that's uh, just, that would have been one of the largest comebacks in NCAA history. I think oh, the wow. largest is thirty two. I want to yeah. say. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, bro, like when that game was on, I was working on a computer in the office. I was just tearing some stuff down, building one. And I was like, man, this game's not even worth watching. So I'm sitting there <laughs> doing whatever. And all of a sudden, I would just start storming back. I'm like, 
yo, yo, I got to text E, dude. Bro, are you watching this? Because I'm like, maybe he got so mad he turned this game off. I'm like, if you're not watching this, you better turn this thing on, dude. I mean, that right. that was insane. I mean, for I mean, obviously, you know, nobody listening uh, except for you guys really you know, know my wife. But, I mean, she's not just like a, you know, rah-rah fan. I mean, she knows sports, and she's she's genuinely invested. And so I'm kind of sitting by her trying to be like Mr. Positivity, like, yeah. ah, you know, there's yeah, there's a lot of game left. But, I mean, inside, I'm kind of like, man, I mean, come on. I mean, they're down 21 <laughs> at halftime. I, I, don't, I don't see this turning around much. But then they start coming back, and they start chipping away, and they start chipping away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are they going to do this? Mm-hmm. And then... And it's a, a couple possession game, and I'm like, they're doing this, all right? This, what a ridiculous tale two halves, but uh, not not quite enough to get it done in, in, in overtime. But I mean, kudos for coming back. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, it's 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 easy to. I mean, I, I feel like um, uh, in a weird way, I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, I guess the other game I was going to highlight, and you you mentioned UCI, but uh, Oregon UCI was a another very strange game where Oregon. Mostly dominated the first half. I think they were up 12 at halftime. Uh, then come out in the second half, UCI, I think they go on a 14-0 run. I honestly think Oregon didn't score until about, like, 13 minutes left in the second half. I mean, just ridiculous, you know, turn of events. And I, I was starting to worry about Oregon. I had had money on them and, and was rooting for them. Uh, but then they just kind of turned it back around. Pritchard, I mean, when he gets going, he's just filthy. And, and Wooten, their, their sophomore forward, blocks machine i mean he is just so much fun to watch on the defensive end i mean just you cannot get anything by him i think he finished with seven blocks and um yeah when oregon turns it on i mean they, they went on like a 20 something to four run to finish up the game and i mean you can see once once you know a certain deficit is there like i want to say 14 15 points with under 10 to go i mean uci just I mean, they were they were just defeated. They weren't trying anymore. So, uh, credit credit to Iowa for battling back against Tennessee, but just you know, a uh, little too much veteran leadership for Tennessee and that that pace. I mean, they are just flying up and down the court. Yeah. Here, um, I, go ahead. I was going to say the the other game, and you referenced it earlier, Captain, about you know passing up the layup for the three pointer uh, for oh, me. New, New Mexico, Mexico what, State Auburn, Auburn. <laughs> dude. <laughs> Dude, I mean, what? if there was ever a time for how the sign, the soundbite, how Bro. do you f that up? <laughs> that that's it. Yeah, but that game had all kinds of weirdness at the how end, do you dude. Fuck that up. Yeah. How do you fuck that up? Didn't somebody foul a player with like 14 seconds left, and you're like, "What are you doing?" Wasn't that that game? Like, yeah, like there was a yeah, whole. That, 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 that's 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 I don't I don't know who who you call out there because I mean that play was so bizarre where I mean the guy looks like he's got a, a wide open take for for the layup to to, to um would have tied it would have tied, tied, tied the game up and he, it was it was there he had it A J Harris went the full length of the court he had that layup and he whipped it outside for the three. Um, one shooter gets fouled. I mean, yeah. so I it, it it almost could have worked almost. out beautifully could've. for them. I mean, Dude. that was so bizarre. I, I again, I've been. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. To me, March Madness and filling out a bracket isn't fun unless you go a little crazy. But again, I genuinely love this Auburn team. So I have them going to the you know championship game. And so I mean, I'm I'll, sure if they get there, you'll be sure to remind the sports brew Twitter account admins to tweet out some love for you. <laughs> 
I'll be happy to. I mean, again, I mean, I'm, I'm, pl- I'm plenty content just 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 boasting about my my, my bragging success so far. Uh, but say but, yeah, no to crack. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have fun. I mean, you, you, UNC is their biggest hurdle. You know, so they get past UNC. Oh, now see, see, Kentucky beat them twice this year. Come on now. Yeah, well, how, we all know how the odds are not in somebody's favor to beat a team three times in one one year. Um, okay, Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> but the uh, odds be ever in your favor. But, but yeah, I mean that was just so crazy that I mean it almost ended up working out for them. Almost. Then that then you know guy misses you know two out of three. Um, oh no but... no back that up. Seventy eight percent free throw shooter misses the first, makes the second, misses the third. I mean third. what the hell? Yeah, awful. But I mean come on, I I, I feel bad for those guys because I mean I, I can't even imagine being in that kind of pressure scenario. Um, I I know you got to get it done. You got to get it done, but. But then the ball gets knocked out of bounds. They, they've got a chance for uh, another shot. And, and Auburn, who, again, just kept trying to give it away, they gave him a great look. But clearly the guy was just too amped up. I mean, just fly, flies over the, <laughs> the basket for an air ball. And uh, that's, that's, that's that. But, man, I mean, Auburn could not have done more. I mean, honestly, they, they were up like seven with a minute to go, I think, something <laughs> like that. Dude, they went red hot, red hot chili peppers. They were they trying tried. to they tried. I was about to be furious. How, I mean, that, how? that how how much do you think Charles Barkley was suffering through the end of that game? <laughs> I, 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 know they, I know they they, they did that they did the one quick uh, uh, shot in the studio where he was watching when the guy found the three point shooter and he looked like he was about to freak the hell out. <laughs> it was hilarious. Look, looking like D set on the Caliente challenge. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, those, those Caliente yes. stupid wings. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That was that was that was that was a bad deal, man. But that that was a. Uh, the end of that game, and there was some slop. There was, I mean, that was just a, a debacle of that was just a debacle of an end of a game, man. That was one where that is that is an absolute survive in advance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, granted, I mean Auburn absolutely handled Kansas in the second round, so you get that. Oh, you know. dude, that that's a game where I approve, and I know SB yeah. approves as well. Yeah. <laughs> I um, get Captain didn't yeah. enjoy. I, I, so first off, anybody has a chance to do this. I said that that was the one game I, I watched in my uh, VR headset. I know they keep on advertising that everywhere. It really was crazy entertaining. I, I loved getting to do it. Which one, um, New Mexico but, State, Auburn, or Auburn, Kansas? Auburn, Kansas. Mm. And um, and it, I mean, I know it wasn't much of an entertaining game for people, but like I was super rooting for Auburn. Um, and so I thoroughly enjoyed the result. Um, but. Uh, Anyway, the, the VR experience was, was really entertaining, but, uh, man, Auburn just – I mean, that that's – again, if they play like that against most teams, they're they're frightening. I mean, they were up, I think it was like 28 to 10 with maybe six minutes in the game. They just could not miss. They they obviously play with a ton of pace, and they've got so many shooters. Well, um, I think UNC is going to be a bit of a better challenge than Kansas at this point. They, they, they will be, but I, they they aren't the best three point defending team, and I think that UNC can be. You know, my, my brother kind of has a good quote about them, which sometimes it feels like you know you want your team to be really amped up and like you're running at a pace, at a good pace, but like sometimes they they turn it up to like eleven, eleven point five, like they're just going too fast and they get really turnover prone for you know some length of time. And Auburn, if you're turning the ball over, they can punish you. Hey, so, uh, believe me, the Duke fan of me says, please Auburn, go ahead and knock them out. And yeah. <laughs> I, I'm no, okay no way, shape, or form, and I pretend, I'm pretending like it's going to be an easy yeah. win for Auburn, but it should be a super entertaining game. It's definitely the game I'm most excited about for uh, Friday. 
Side note, do you like how FSU, again, and, you know, John Morant, Murray State, you, you deserve some gloss, you deserve some love. I'm glad they had their moment in the sun. Um, and, but kudos to, uh, you know, Hamilton and FSU for smothering, just having smothering defense just all over guys that normally just completely fed off of John Morant. But FSU gets a rematch with Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga. You know, they played him in the Sweet 16 last year. i totally forgotten they- that. They did, and they knocked I, I, them out. Yeah, I had totally forgotten that. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, um, there was a kid on Florida State, and, and the name escapes me at this moment, who lost his dad. Yes. Uh, between Phil, the, Phil Coffer. Yeah, Phil Coffer and lost his dad. Uh, but I guess either the game was going on or right after the first game. And, uh, you know, they had a... I think before the second game with Murray State, they had kind of a pregame uh, moment of silence, and both teams came over and gave them a little dap, which I thought was very classy mm-hmm. on uh, everybody's part. And, uh, you know, Florida State. Gonzaga's going to have their hands full, dude. Yes. That and- team is really good. Like I, I, I knew they were good. Oh, I look, just didn't realize hey, how good they are. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull a mark here. I'm gonna pull a mark here. Hey man, I'm gonna pat myself on the back right now for talking about FSU. The other. <laughs> look at you. Look at you. That's, a, that's my D stat moment of the night. <laughs> hey man, hey, if if, the, if there's a sports brew admin around here, oh wait, I am one. Maybe I should maybe I should tweet out about that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, they're a good team, dude. And you're right. I'm just I'm just I'm just messing with you, Mark. Uh, they're a good team. But but we were talking about motivation and some other things earlier. And look, as great as Murray State and John Morant are, the FSU that's a team that was they had their own bit of a mission right there, right? Because it was um, Phil Coffer learned that his father. I mean, he learned that right after the opening round win. The guy was 58. All right. I don't know if they've disclosed what happened or what he had or the illness. I'm, I'm not sure if they've disclosed that yet. I haven't seen that. But, you know. I thought he had cancer, but let me double check that for you. Yeah, it's so okay. I don't... No, it's it's all right. The article I have, it was an undisclosed illness. But, look, he played 10 seasons as a linebacker in the NFL. And um, Phil, obviously, he stayed with the team for the second-round game against Murray State. But I've got a little clip here. Uh, this is on For the Win. And um, I, thought, I, thought this was, I thought this was great. So uh, Terrence Mann was asked after the win about how he personally took a matchup with uh, John Morant. And this is how he answered it. And if you hadn't heard it, here's the clip. Terrence, oh, how can you talk, describe your... Uh, matching up against Ja, both on the offensive and defensive ends. And um, how personal was this game? You showed a real lot of emotion on the court. How much were you feeling it out there? Um, I wouldn't call it a personal matchup or anything. Um, I just brought the fight. Um, you know, what I did was the night before was Google and YouTube Mike Kofer, my teammate's father who passed, and just saw how, how hard he played, you know, how much fight he gave on the field. And I just wanted to bring that with me. And I feel like that's what I did today. I played my heart out for that. That's an incredible response from a teammate. You know what Huge. I mean? That, that, um, that's a that's a big deal. Because you know that meant a ton to the team and obviously to you know, Phil Kofer. I mean, that that's just – that's an incredible response. So, uh, Phil is not going to travel – 
mm-hmm. at all for the next couple games. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dad's funeral is on Saturday, and uh, I sent I sent the article in the brew chat. And Justin, you're probably a lot better to pronounce what his dad died from. <laughs> Oi. Uh, um, you have to scroll down a little bit. It's A-M-Y-L-O-I-D-O-S-I-S. Let me, let me take a peek. Let me take a peek. <laughs> Let me take a peek. That might be that might be a a risky. It's a rare disease that keeps the kidneys and other organs from functioning properly, and I can't I can't pronounce it for nothing right now. Let's see, amyloidosis would be there my first. That would, would would be my first take at that. That's yeah, fair. a rare disease do, that so. keeps the kidneys and other organs from functioning properly. He lived with the disease for over a decade. Was not well enough in recent years to travel to watch his son play. So. Well, rest in peace. I, I still have a little bit of uh, goodies left, so rest in peace, obviously, to uh, Michael Cofer. Absolutely. Uh, but FSU, that's a team that's on a bit of a mission for their teammate. You know what I mean for Phil. Um, well, and we'll see what they do against you know Gonzaga. That's that that's a good that's a tough draw. It's a, it should be a good game. Should be a yeah. good game. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, I would say obviously, it, I know it's not rocket science, but I mean, way to go ACC. I mean, how how. Yeah, scary good was the ACC this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty proud and impressed of that. I think that you know, all the teams are still looking pretty strong. Obviously, I mean Duke. <laughs> I shouldn't say susceptible, but I mean obviously Duke was the closest to getting knocked it knocked out. I mean I certainly still think they're you know the scariest team you know all around. But you know, they they you know as I've said many times before. I mean their, their three point shooting could be their downfall. I mean mm-hmm. if. You know, yeah. what was really um, funny is someone I, I heard this earlier today is that all 16 favorites in the second round games all won. Uh-huh. All 16 betting favorites. And I know, Justin, you were talking about a bet earlier uh, while we were pre-podcast, but uh, uh, oh, all yeah. 16, they, they may not have covered. <laughs> but all 16 betting favorites actually won in the second round, which, you know, a lot of people like to crap on the selection committee, but the fact that you have all chalk right now means the selection committee got a lot of this right. Yeah, that's, it's impressive. That and it teams is. lived up, lived up, you know, played up to their seat. Well, not in every single case, but certainly – <laughs> for the did. most, I for the, mean, for the most part, they, where you... right? They certainly did it uh, the, on the, uh, the second round. Um, Other than a five and a twelve, I mean, you've got all chalk. Two things that are kind of uh, funny to me, and uh, watching the bracket release, and of course, the lead up to the tournament is the brackets come out. You have all the office pools, and I will say, when I saw it, I kind of chuckled to myself. I didn't know it was going to get uh, uh, you know some traction on social media. But I love that uh, people started roasting the NCAA for their anti-gambling message, which was wedged in with the brackets, which said, (laughs) don't bet on it. The NCAA (laughs) opposes all forms of legal and illegal sports wagering. But here, here's this bracket for you to do. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Uh, I love this quote. uh, This one retweet said, remember, only the NCAA is... I'm allowed to make money off of unpaid athletes. <laughs> uh, this them one. and them only. Yeah, uh, this one as well. But you can play the bracket challenge at the NCAA's website. You know, but print your brackets here. And I mean, uh, you know, this is this one's for Mark Vegas. Uh, asterisk laughs. 
<laughs> you know, just it, it's just I'm like I get it, I get it, but I mean, why are you sticking that thing up all over the place when people are doing brackets? I mean, come right. on, y'all. We just know, we know. Just dumb. Uh, but anyway, this is the bet. And Mark, uh, I, I wish you had told us you were doing this. So a better at DraftKings, because I, I would have thrown a little bit in there with you. A better at DraftKings correctly picked the team to cover the spread and the over-under in total points on seven tournament games on Saturday. The better risked 14 cents. Mark, I would have given you a little bit more money. Risked 14 cents. And they won $1,345.78. Come on. On 14 cents, dude. (laughs) Come on. I didn't realize you could bet that low. (laughs) That's impressive. (laughs) That's pretty good. But, I mean, how how many low-ass bets do you think they had to make? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? If you're making 14-cent bets, dude, you're probably making an ass load of bets. Yeah, sure as hell not your only bet. No. <laughs> Dude, I'm down to my last 14 cents. Let me think of the most ridiculous parlay. <laughs> I, can, I can do. Right. <laughs> I can do. But uh, just ridiculous. But, I, I, you know, I mean, ESPN had an article where they were saying one in five American adults, <laughs> you know, are going to bet on the NCAA tournament. Uh, just, just wild. Just wild. Anyway. Anyway. I guess I guess we can finish up a couple of thoughts. We might as well talk about the Sweet 16 and maybe throw some uh, picks or secondary thoughts on some stuff out there. Um, Shannon, I just had a curiosity. There was some blowback from Michigan State, uh, obviously with Izzo giving um, or the Michigan State Bradley game with Izzo. I think it was Henry giving uh, giving Henry a little bit of the business with some hard coaching, and it kind of blew up a bit, uh, a little miniature social media firestorm. And you know, Izzo was kind of funny. He's like. Talking about accountability is like if I, you know, if I ran a newspaper and y'all weren't doing your job, you know, I mean, I'd hold you accountable, you know. And, and so it was interesting watching the reaction and the blowback that he got. Um, look, that was pretty aggressive and assertive on court, so the optics don't necessarily look good. But I don't know that that was like Bobby Knight. You know what I mean? It's not like that was Bobby Knight Purdue level throwing <laughs> shade. It wasn't that. I mean, he was definitely he was definitely pissed. So Wait, I. Yeah, I, I get why I get why there's some blowback, but I, I don't know that I don't know, man. Like, what did y'all take away from that? The blowback on Izzo. It um, it, it makes me laugh. It, it really does. Uh, we we've gotten so soft. Uh, unfortunately, collectively as a society, look, it's the heat of the moment. Look, there's times where. You know, we've all gotten into it. Us here on the podcast, we've gotten into it over some things. Once it's over, it's over. You know, I had a really funny story. I went with a bunch of of, uh, buddies to uh, John. You remember Big John, Mm -hmm. um, his bachelor party. And, uh, you know, we were on a boat. Yes, you can rock the on a boat song if you want to. But we had to figure out how to moor the boat and... In order to do that, we had to get in the water and yell at each other for an hour to get it moored. <laughs> but once it was over, it was over. You know? But an had hour? It been... God bless. How much did y'all had to damn drink? <laughs> I believe there were over 300 beers that we took pictures of. Oh That's God. not counting the liquor. 
And that's back in the 20s, back in our 20s. So, you know, when the livers were young at that point. No, no, no. This, back in our this 20s, is not, our younger years. What were you, Shannon, what the hell were you partying with the great Gatsby? What the hell were you <laughs> dude, doing? Dude, 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 dude. <laughs> <laughs> But, but here's the thing, like a lot of people see that and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, it's just part of the deal. It, it, yeah. That's what, it's all it is, is, is the coach was pissed. He let it be known. The player said, okay, it's over. The player was good with it. And he's good with it. Yeah, like was good. It's some hard coaching and that, like you know, it's tough love. And right. a lot of people don't understand tough love. We've we've got so we've gotten so PC in our in in our approach um, with a lot of people in our society now. It, look, it was a heated moment. He got his point across. The player got it. It's over. Move on. It's over. Move that, on. That, that's that's all there is to it. I mean, Izzo's the boss. If he mouthed back to him, he's going to sit on the bench for the rest of the game. You know, he's the CEO. It's his team. Yes, you're a player on the team. Yes, you're very talented. But you mouth off to the boss. If we, like any of us would ever do, if we mouth off to our boss, we're either fired or we're going to sit down. It happens. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. Yeah. You know, Uh, suck it up. Everybody gets yelled at. Everybody gets disciplined at some point in our lives. It just his was on a bigger scale, and people just need to get over themselves. Well, I, I think you can see it. You know, they'll, they'll handle that in house, right? And, yeah. and, and if that's really an issue with the team, then it will it will manifest in a real negative way. But you know, I mean, sometimes coach, sometimes hard coaching is is the name of the game. And if if there's a if it's an issue with accountability, again, it's hard to get a full read just with the optics of stuff. And I I understand the blowback based purely on optics. But the player and the team knows Izzo and the situation more than any of us ever will because we're not part of the program. We're not part of the team. We're not there day to day. Uh, And sometimes hard coaching isn't necessarily bad. I'm not necessarily an advocate of yelling at people all the time. But hard coaching sometimes in the moment, understand the moment, right? And sometimes, sometimes the moment is big. Sometimes there's a lot of pressure. Sometimes people do, you know... You kick the tires, you light the fires, and you get really intense. You know what I mean? And if it's an accountability thing or an effort thing, or you're trying to, you know, we can argue about push-pull leadership all you want. Um, Izzo clearly has a track record of, you know you know what I mean, of, of doing good things for his team, of doing good things for his players. So it's not like yeah. he doesn't have a track record, of, track record of success. It's not like he's known as somebody that abuses his uh, – Bobby Knight – that that's a tough that that's a little that's a whole different level, right? You know what I'm saying? That's a whole different Sick level. Sick and tired of losing to Purdue. Yeah, that's a whole different level, man. So I'm I'm certainly willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. That's a moment where it maybe got away from him a little bit with intensity. But I think if the players, you know what I mean? That you see a lot of the shirts of the I guess family is like the theme this year with a lot of the Nike shirts. You see that a ton. If if they're okay with it and they pull back together, let them handle that in house. And roll with it. Yeah, I, I think. I, I, go ahead, Mark. No, I was just say. I mean, I thousand percent agree. I mean, I, I think that for me, the, the biggest frustration is um, there's a lot of 
there's a whole lot of different personalities in sports. Yes. And uh, these guys are not middle school athletes. They're not high school athletes. They're college guys who are, are recognized in the scope of the world, are still relatively young and developing. But at the same time, they're not teenagers. They're not They're not middle schoolers. They're, you know, considered adults um, by, by, by age. And, you know, a lot of people respond differently to certain style of coaching. Some people need tough love some people need the you know fire you know and, fire and, and brimstone you know, a, a fire a fiery coach to, to you know light a fire under their ass i wouldn't support physicality if he'd gotten right you know if he had put his hands on him or anything like that um but again as, as i mean i am echoing what you guys have certainly said but you know no players complained about it you know draymond and a bunch of ex-players you know spoke out on on social media mm-hmm. you know explaining that's just that's that's the way he coaches he gets fired sometimes and you know none of us have a problem with it because you know we know that he loves us and we know that i mean he's been there for a long ass time he, he's revered and loved by so many mm-hmm. because certainly it's been a massively successful you know t- team and, and 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 you know everything for a long time um I don't know if you all saw it, but my, my favorites, um, and maybe you'll try to post on the Sports Brew page, but, but Scott Van Pelt did a, did a oh, yeah. two-minute two piece that just nailed, nailed it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it's just, it's it, it does, to me, it, it, in the end, it just, it really unfortunately does come down to people just love to find something to, to, to complain about. Um, because no nobody... No. Nobody in the Michigan State arena, be it you know coaches, teachers, players, have remotely had anything to complain about it. But it's people who, to me, probably don't know sports, don't understand the environment of sports, don't understand that sometimes that's necessary. Some t- players respond best to a coach getting fired up at them. Yeah. You screw up, you 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 get yelled at. They won the game. They win a lot of games. I don't believe that you know Izzo is just nonstop belittling, yelling, screaming at them, no. and never showing them any compassion or caring. But you know what? You know when when things are going wrong, that can happen. And and uh, just yeah, it, it really is frustrating that it just comes down to people just you know wanting to point their finger and complain about something that again I largely think they probably have no idea about sports and you know why sometimes that's just gonna happen well i would say this if it had been that detrimental to the team somehow i you know you got to give bradley some credit for uh you know playing michigan state tough early in that game you know um and that happens man sometimes these teams come out and they give they give these bigger seeds bigger names bigger teams a run for their money for a half and then teams go oh yo we got to take them seriously man we got to actually show up and play here you know uh, but understand this, after that blow-up, and kudos to Minnesota for laying the lumber on Louisville, a little patino payback on that one, but mm-hmm. Minnesota got hammered by Michigan State. I think, if I remember correctly, uh, Michigan State beat Minnesota by like 20 yes. in, the second, in the second round. So if that was a meltdown for the team, I kind of doubt they show up and deliver a 20-point beatdown of their next <laughs> opponent. You know what I'm nope. saying? So effective. Also, um, go Let, ahead. Let's just remember that Michigan State's a two seed, so yeah. Izzo, that team is performing at a high level. So yes. when you perform at a high level, there, there's going to be some turmoil. Of course, sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. Um, also, one more time for Randy. <laughs> well, if that's all you guys can do is blow Duke. I might as well just go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
this is this is our uh, this is our uh, our Randy Giles segment. We dedicate this moment to you, um, just to let you know. <laughs> Baylor, man, come on, dude. Baylor takes out Syracuse, dude. Baylor hits 16 threes. 16 threes, dude. Their most three-point field goals in an NCAA tournament game ever. For Syracuse, it was the second most three-point field goals they allowed in the game in the last 20 years. Time after time, Baylor hit those shots, bro. You can't blame anybody. Nobody. <laughs> so so I had to laugh, and I told Justin this Friday night, Mark. You know, you were you were trying to console Randy a little bit, and you're like, yeah, I kept my, my pick at Syracuse. And I looked at Justin, and I'm like, I changed mine to Baylor. <laughs> i was like nah once i learned homeboy was out i was like yeah let me change my pick to baylor yeah you sure did (laughs) you sure did because shannon this is how we do it (laughs) (laughs) oh man Oh, I pre- I appreciate that song. I love that song. I know that, that's for y'all. Um, also, side note. <laughs> oh my God, Yale LSU in that first game. I don't know about y'all. I took Yale, man. I was hoping Yale was going to knock out LSU. But again, thank you LSU for taking care of Maryland. Um, but we've talked about like Duke having a tough time from behind the arc, bro. Yale LSU. Those two teams were twelve of fifty four. Lord. They shot a combined twenty two point two percent. The fifth, <laughs> it was the fifth worst percentage in NCAA history with a minimum of fifty attempts. Fugly, brother, fugly, fugly is hell. Uh, and also, um, I, I did enjoy. You know, I forget who it was. I was talking to somebody. I think it was Maddox's first birthday party. And uh, maybe it was a tech fan, and somebody was like, I hate Liberty. <laughs> and I just kind of laughed. Uh, but kudos to Liberty for taking out Mississippi State with a 27 13 run to close the game out for their very first tournament win, uh, 80 to 76. Oh, oh my God, I can't believe we haven't mentioned his team. Uh, Purdue, by the way, tip of the cap to Carson Edwards for dropping 42 points on Villanova. Uh, the, most, mm. the most against the defending champ in NCAA history. I'm going to repeat that to you. 42 points by Carson Edwards of Purdue, the most against a defending champ in NCAA history. Also, for Villanova, the second largest loss by a defending champ in tournament history. In this case, 26 points. Can you guys guess the first or the team that lost by the most? A defending defending champion? A defending champ, the biggest loss, because this is the second, 26 points. Okay, can you can you guess the defending champion that suffered the biggest loss the next year? Mm. Maybe somebody could should have called timeout. Connecticut, Connecticut, not Connecticut, North Carolina, not North Carolina, Michigan, mm. nineteen ninety, uh, Loyola whooped them by thirty four. Dude, that was Hank Gathers and um, um, oh, who's the other guy who went to the NBA? Oh, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Bo Campbell, yes, yes. Hank Gathers and Bo Campbell. I'd, I'd have to look it up, but thirty-four points, man. Whoop that ass. Woo-hoo. Whoop that ass. So look, man, we need to start wrapping up to get out of here. It's been it's been a fun podcast, dude. It's been a fun podcast. Um, 
And I said we were looking for eighty to ninety minutes, but we're right we're right around eighty, so we're gonna start wrapping up and getting and getting the heck I mean, out of here. It said sixty to ninety, you know, Gronk would approve. Gronk would have approved that. Uh, by the way, if you go through his message and you do them and you add the numbers up that he references, sixty nine. Of course, of course. Go I through. Mean, I, uh, I promise uh, you. Go go through. Bob Kraft approves as well. Yeah, well, he's getting he's asking for a jury trial. We'll see how much he approves. Um, <laughs> A trial by your peers, not a trial by your penis, sir. Just letting you know. <laughs> not a trial by combat, that's for sure. Well, I ain't gonna help you out with that. Wait, one, wait, brother. wait, wait, wait. Did is Kraft gonna dedicate this song to that woman? Just saying. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, sorry, Lindy. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> Actually, you know what? We get to dedicate a new song. <laughs> Did you see where there's a petition where people are asking Gillette to remove their name from the stadium up there? Because, oh because of their campaign? For, no, seriously. They, they have a petition rolling around where people are like, Gillette, you know, you're talking about this, you know, campaign, be a better man, all this kind of stuff. Well, look at the owner of the Patriots. Can you take your name off the stadium? That's a real thing. I don't know how much traction it's going to get. Uh, but, you know, today's environment, you get the... We love some online... We love some petitions, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. We'll see what love comes of it. That, but-, but kudos to Purdue, man. Kudos to... We, we have not given Purdue any gloss at all. And I largely didn't... I didn't spend any time giving Purdue any love at all over the past couple of weeks, but uh, they've been impressive. They, yeah. They, they deserve some kudos. So I didn't, I, I wanted to be sure before we got out of here with this podcast that we gave Purdue some respect. We had to put some respect on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some respect on it. <laughs> so I had to put some respect on that one. But anyway, looking at the sweet 16, uh, where we're at. So we talked about it being kind of chalk. You know, I don't know if you have any of you, you know, super big disappointments for where we're at for right now. Um, or now that we've talked for a while, biggest disappointments, surprises, favorite moments, games, anything of, of that sort, it's fair game. But looking at the Sweet 16, you know, what are your what are your impressions of what we're getting ready to get ourselves into? Uh, Mark, why don't you uh, why don't you go out of the gate, man? Why don't you lead the way? Well, I'll definitely echo uh, you know what what I've been saying, which is that I I think uh, you know seven seven thirty Friday nights, Auburn, North Carolina. Hands down, to me, looks like the most entertaining game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've got, we've got, a, we've got a few. We've, we've, you know, as we've already highlighted. I mean, kudos, a genuine for me. Um, kudos. I mean, uh, that that the the committee did did pretty well with with you know uh, the chalk and what what we've got left. A um, lot, lot of good teams. It feels very wide open. I, I do not, you know. Um, I mean, I I think I even said. I mean, I. I I did not go, you know, Homer. I, I don't have Duke going on the way. I you actually don't. have Michigan State knock, knocking them off. Um, I'm, I'm rooting for Duke the whole way. Um, I always will. Um, but, uh, you know, broken record. I just, I worried. I worry about in a game if their three point shooting is awful and they, they face a team that really is a nasty, you know, scoring team. Um, I don't know. But, um, I think I th- so. Uh, really excited to see what Auburn can do against against Carolina. Um, Purdue Tennessee is going to be an interesting one again. T- Tennessee with that scary pace. Um, 
uh, you know, but but like you said, Carson Carson Edwards is is is, is scary good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess the other game I'll say uh, for me, Florida State Gonzaga first first game on Thursday. Zags are seven and a half point favorites, <laughs> and that sounds about right to me. Yeah. But do not pull Florida State. It, it does. It does feel a little steep to me. Florida State, whew, they 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 are looking scary good right now. Maybe one of the scariest you know, teams left. So uh, we'll see. Fair enough, Shannon. What you got, man? And, and Mark just said what I was thinking. Gonzaga, Florida State looks to me like the a fun game. I mean, Auburn, North Carolina on the surface looks fun, but you know, Gonzaga being in the West Coast Conference, going against Florida State in the strongest conference. Um, it's very interesting. You know, you've got two good coaches, couple deep benches. It's at that one to me, X's and O's wise is the most interesting game of Thursday, Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little disappointed that Duke and Kentucky play around the same time Friday night that I can't watch one or the other. Dude, um, watch one on the tablet or a laptop and then watch all on your TV. Why are you making this complicated? I, I, well, you know, it's, you know, Come I'm, on, not, I'm not a multitasker. Welcome man. to 2019, bitch. Bitch, I'm going to be watching <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> then put Duke on the second screen. Why are you making this difficult? Uh, God. You're killing me, Smalls. You're yeah, killing it's, me. It's funny. It's funny. I'm I'm with Green, <laughs> but like, but I love my, my, my wife. She, she hates uh, if there's like music going and then like like i can't deal with me i know i'm switching sports for a second but i can't deal with the the nationals announcers in baseball so for me if a you know now i'm in dc if there's a dc you know or nats mets game on and you know i have to deal with the nats announcers i would just rather put on music but like she finds i don't know she hates that 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 kind of stuff so too if i try to do the multiple games she finds that nauseating she can't deal with it um but I'll flip back and forth, like when there's a commercial or something. But you know, I mean, if you're a Duke fan, you're gonna be you're gonna be honed in on the Duke game. If you're a Kentucky it's fan, you're honed in. That's, That's right, Arnold. You're gonna be honed in on Kentucky games. So that's fair. Um, Come so. on, man. You can multitask this, bruh. <laughs> Stop being such I, a pussy. Come on, man. Even, Look, Arnold, even Whitfield knows how to do this. Okay. <laughs> Look, Look, McGuffin. Whitfield. McGuffin. You got both games double screen that shit. <laughs> Going full tilt, huh? Roll up in there, man. Roll up Dude, in there. Roll I, up I may in there. throw that thing Dude. on my projection Dude. screen in the See? garage. Watch it Dude. tomorrow. And watch that it live. Today, and we do it live. Leave you with a... Do it live. Come on, do it live. I can't do it. Should I do it live? We'll do it live. Uh, uh, yeah, do that do live. live. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. All right, I guess we'll do, do it, it live. live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. I guess so. Fucking thing sucks. No, it doesn't, Bill. Oh, my God. That's so good. Fucking Bill O'Reilly, man. Shut the fuck up. Anyway. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> By the way, fellas. Yeah. We are uh, about two Sundays away uh-huh. from Game of Thrones, and we oh are exactly one month away from Avengers Endgame. There's so much. There's so much goodness. And, you know, we're Derek, we're a couple of weeks away from Duke uh, delivering another championship, man. <laughs> Got to get past Virginia Tech first. No, I know. And Virginia Tech actually has played Duke really tough. 
recently. Um, Dude, that Buzz Williams. I know. I know. That defensive team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't don't sleep on. No, them. don't don't don't. And but I, it, I can't sleep on a Calvin Sampson Houston team either, man. They sure got thirty. I know one or two you, wins. You're a big it's, thing. You just better hope PJ's back up in that piece, dude. Please and right, Lord, let his foot be right. Let it let let his foot be right. Let let some other fans in Kentucky pray their souls to you for his foot <laughs> to be right, so that something happens to them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, and if, I, if I could really quickly, I, yeah. I feel like there's one one team uh, still it. left it. I don't know that we mentioned it all tonight, but um, Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got to say that they're, they're a team that, you know, they've got Michigan uh, Thursday nights, uh, one of the late games. <sighs> Michigan Michigan is, is, is no slouch. I fully recognize that. But I really like that Texas Tech team to pull the upsets. Uh, it's a close game. Michigan's only a two-point favorite, so they're certainly not a huge favorite. But seeing how they – their defense, and they got, they got scores too, but their defense is their Texas Tech's calling card. I mean, they held Buffalo to a season low. I mean, they Buffalo is, you know, a scoring machine, and I mean, Texas Tech just locked them down. Yeah, Chris, uh, so. Chris Beard has that team rolling, dude. They, I think, number one in defense, defensive efficiency. Yeah. In the NCAA, NCAA, so, I mean. That that one is not you know that's that's a good under the radar call mark because the uh, coaching in that game the X's and O's uh, that that's going to be beautiful if you, if you love coaching that that'll be a fun game to watch that's a yeah. good call on your part uh, I appreciate that I mean they they held Buffalo to fifty eight points and I mean that's that Buffalo offense has <laughs> not been held to fifty eight points on too many teams this year yeah um, and I mean it was it was it was never close I mean Texas Tech won by twenty and uh, yeah so I'm I'm that's that's it may not be the most exciting game to everybody it's it's probably you know, a fairly low scoring game but I like you said. Should be a well-coached game that that's mm-hmm. if you appreciate you know uh, X's and O's and and you know things like that. Well, I tell you, man, intriguing game. The West looks like it's like just a total slug them out to get out of. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh I mean, yeah, that's, dude. It's that's a rough and tumble. <laughs> that's a rough and tumble <laughs> like <laughs> slate of games right there, man. Whoever makes it out of there is going to earn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a tough one, man. That's a tough one, but. Now, I'm hoping for some good games, and you're right. Texas Tech deserves some gloss, and we really hadn't mentioned Michigan much either. Um, and John, you know, Beeline's done a, a done a great job there. So, uh, look at the end of the day, I don't know which games I'm looking forward to the most, other than Duke Virginia Tech. And I hope, I hope that Duke beats the brakes off of the off of Tech, dude. Uh, but it's the Hokies' first Sweet Sixteen, if I remember correctly, it's the first time they've ever ever made it to the Sweet Sixteen. So that's that's a real big deal for them. I don't know, man. That's the game I want to, as the fan, that's the game I want to watch the most is Duke-Virginia Tech. I'm also hoping for a good game out of Virginia Virginia and Oregon, but once you get to this point in the tournament, give me compelling, give me drama, give me greatness. You know what I mean? Outside of my fandom and my brackets, obviously we all kind of have that. But you know what's funny about it? When you're in the moment watching a game, throw your bracket out throw, throw the bracket out it, it just don't en- matter no yeah. just enjoy enjoy greatness right enjoy 100%. the moment right enjoy that um and i think we have a lot of games that could give us just tremendous dramatic and compelling finishes obviously right. you know shannon again i hope for you that pj's healthy and there 
Otherwise, they're really going to have their hands full with Houston. They're really going to have their hands full with them. Uh, North Carolina Auburn, I I think, is very compelling. I mean, all the to me, I look at these. uh, You know, whether it's rankings, whether it's paper, whether it's matchups, whether it's previews. I can just see where they're going to be compelling, and I hope they live up to that. I really right. do. I really, really, really do. You know, we, we won't know until after Friday, but nope. you know, if y'all want to, uh, you know, come up on Sunday, see see the uh, Elite Eight game at the Cap One Arena. I mean, you get some tickets. You uh, if you can manage to uh to snag some tickets, man, you let me know, uh, and maybe I can take a Monday off. There we go. That'd be fun. Hell yeah, it would be. You, you give me a heads up on that, bro. You give me a heads up I, on that. See what I can do. All right, I'll see if I can make that work. But look, um, enjoy whatever the shape of your brackets may be. If you went chalk, you're sitting pretty <laughs> at the moment. We'll see how that finishes out for you. Uh, Virginia, see if you can keep the run rolling. But I think Oregon's going to give them a good challenge. I know they're a 12, but interesting upside. But I, I hope Virginia can keep rolling. I I, I do. Just happy wife, happy life. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'll have to buy another Virginia flag. See, I can't captains curse them this year. I have no Virginia flag in the house. <laughs> so I'm due to get Sarah another one. But, uh, no, nah, yeah, I'm just looking forward. Man, I, I love this time of year. It is strange, however, to look at the brackets and look at all the game times. It's like 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Man, Thursday, Friday last week <laughs> at work, you know, I made the joke to somebody that this would be the ultimate take your kids to work day. You know what I mean? Because it's like the most unrealistic work day ever. It is. Particularly on Thursday. Because all you're doing is trying to get your brackets in, trying to get your stuff in. You're watching games. And I had one, two. I had a projector with a game on and then two computer monitors. I had three games on at one time. It was great. (laughs) It was so great. The most unrealistic work day ever. I was still productive. (laughs) But, I mean, it it just completely unrealistic work day, man. It was great. Totally great. Uh, anyway, a couple of random stories just for fun as we get out of here. Number one, uh, kudos. Uh, <laughs> there was a person that um, there was a dispute about a fence. And so this neighbor complained about this guy's new fence that it wasn't regulation height and caused a visibility issue. This was in California. And so the homeowner lowered the fence and put nude mannequins in his yard for his neighbors to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a table and chairs and a bunch of nude mannequins and he stuck a sign in his yard it says reserved seat for the nosy neighbor that complained about my fence to the city <laughs> damn right you can sit here and look at some naked ass mannequins bitch hilarious hilarious <laughs> oh, that was fantastic also uh, this is some this is some serious cojones right here. A Lithuanian man pleaded guilty to wire fraud, aggravated identity theft, and money laundering charges last week. Why? Because this a-hole managed to, to snooker and bilk uh, Facebook and Google. For, he got $99 million from Facebook, $23 million from Google by sending the companies fake invoices. Wow. This motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, 122 million. Why That's did, my hero. How much money do you like? At what point do you go? You know what, fellas? We have enough from Facebook and Google. Let's cut the scam and just it, look. No it, kidding. It's the thing that Philip Rivers can't do. Pull out. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, kudos to Philip Rivers and his wife for welcoming their ninth child into the world. 
<laughs> Sometimes you gotta get out while the getting's good. Just ask Bristol Palin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. okay. We, we, we can break out all the songs on that oh one. God, you know, dude. he needed to to break free. He needed to shake it off. He needed to let it go. He went bang bang. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Shoo. There you if go. I turn back time. I cannot I believe mean, I connected those stories together. That was oh my awesome. <laughs> hey Shannon, you know what? Yes, sir. What can I say except welcome? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. That was well played on your part. <laughs> that, 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 guy, that guy, somebody needed to show him off office space. You, you, know, you create a program and you take it a few cents at a time. You know, just oh. barely take a little bit, and nobody's going to catch you that way. Oh my God! Oh, yeah, Dude, what, greedy. I mean, come on, man! One hundred twenty-two million. Dude, get the hell out of there! You, you got enough. Right. You got enough. Got to know when to, to walk away. I mean, good lord! At that point, you, you gotta. Just, no when hold them. No when no to fold them. No when to fold them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I think that's a pretty good exit. I think that's a good exit exit yeah, point. I think, so. I think so. I think so. I was gonna I was gonna get out of here with something different, but you know I'm gonna save it for Randy because really I gotta drop it on Randy. So I'm gonna save that for him. He deserves that. I'm not gonna waste that uh, on a Randy free episode. So, <laughs> blowing Duke and the story I'm saving for uh, Giles. Anyway, look, uh, from all of us, all of you, thanks for listening. Please enjoy the games. Uh, still a lot of good stuff with the Sweet 16. Looking forward to the Final Four. Obviously, I certainly hope Duke is in that. But, you know, um, I've said this for years. A lot of times people ask me about my fandom. And, you know, I grew up with certain teams. And, and what's funny is is I care less about the laundry these days. Give me the good story. Give me, you know what I mean? Give me a compelling story. Yeah. And and I want to enjoy whatever whatever it is that happens. And I love rooting for my team when they you know when they do well. I do, but whatever it's going to be, make it compelling, make it dramatic, make it enjoyable. Give me good games. And if I Absolutely. get that, if the story of the tournament, if the story of the Super Bowl, if the story of the NBA, whatever it is, if the story is compelling and enjoyable, um, I derive a great deal of satisfaction as a sports fan from that. And the tournament rarely fails. To deliver, right. you know what I mean, a wild ride at the end. It it, it just it's a it's a rarity. Yeah. So right. try to try to enjoy that. Um, and Mike Trout owes everybody in the nation a beer. Okay, <laughs> just letting you know. Uh, as always, keywords are sports and brew. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster dot com, our home feed on Podbean, uh, and several other sites. Just Google it, Sports and Brew. You'll be able to find us. You can find us on Twitter, at VA Sports Brew. Uh, feel free to harass uh, a Sports Brew Twitter admin. DSTAT does. Um, and we can drop gloss on you uh, just for good <laughs> just for good measure. I'm just saying. But uh, it's good hanging out tonight, guys. Appreciate it. And I, I told you we're going to run a slightly tighter ship. I think we accomplished that. And we're going to bed at a decent time. That's a, ne- that's a near miracle, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Very much so. There you go. Put some respect on it, friends. All right. Yes, sir. From all of us, all of you, good night, and we will catch you on the flip side. Good night now.
Good night now. Thanks, brothers. We'll catch you a little bit later. Enjoy the games, friends. Mm. Woo! And stay away from raw milk. I don't care what Colt McCoy does. No. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do no. it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, all right, y'all. Late. Late. <laughs>